From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. At about 5.11 p.m. on April 26th, multiple 911 calls were received reporting a collision near the intersection of Egan Drive and Mendenhall Loop Road. The Juneau Police Department released the following statement last night. Public Information Officer Aaron Kalwara has the details. A fatality motor vehicle collision occurred today at the Egan Drive and Mendenhall Loop Road intersection. At about 5.11 p.m., multiple 911 calls were received reporting the collision. GPD officers and Capital City Fire Rescue were dispatched to the scene. The first officer arrived at 5.13 p.m. A white 2003 Ford truck and a blue 2005 Toyota Corolla were involved in the collision. The Toyota was operated by an 18-year-old female with a 15-year-old male passenger. The 15-year-old passenger of the Toyota was transported by ambulance to BRH in critical condition. The Ford was found lodged against a traffic pole with the driver and two passengers entrapped. Capital City Fire Rescue extricated one passenger and the driver. Both were transported to BRH in critical condition. Unfortunately, one passenger of the Ford truck died on scene. The investigation is continuing. JBD has included a call for action for the public's assistance. If anyone was in the area and witnessed the incident, JPD requests that they call dispatch at 586-0600 to provide their contact information for investigators to follow up with them. The Senate Finance Committee introduced a committee substitute for House Bill 39, the state's operating budget, Wednesday afternoon. House Bill 41, the mental health budget, only saw one revision. Pete Eklund, an aide to the Senate Finance Committee, explains. There's only one change to the mental health bill. It's in the language section, and it's just adopting that uh, public safety uh, employee association new contract language into the bill, Mr. Chairman, and that's it. Director of Legislative Finance Alexi Painter went over the projected revenue and what the committee is looking at for cushion. So the, the items that have already been addressed in the budget, plus these two placeholders, those add up to just over $1.3 billion, um, $1,310,400,000. And then if you subtract that out of the surplus that we had remaining before, that leaves on line 18, $93.4 million of surplus. So that surplus could go to a couple of things, uh, several things actually. It could go to an increased capital budget in the House when that, that bill makes it over to that body. It could be held over for supplementals next session, or it could potentially potentially remain as a surplus for a cushion in case oil prices are lower than expected or some combination of the three not putting numbers on those to speculate but essentially there's 93.4 million dollars left under the spring forecast the new committee substitute provides a pfd consistent with a 75 25 percent of the market value split of the annual earnings translating to approximately $1,304 for the dividend. The operating budget is balanced based on the spring forecast revenue projections of an average of $73 per barrel of oil in fiscal year 2024. The combined operating and capital budgets leave an approximate $90 million surplus, which represents about a $1 shift in the average price of oil. Next year, the legislature can adjust funding based on actual revenue rather than projected. The committee substitute also increases the funds going to K-12 education. Senator Bert Stedman, a sicker Republican, is the operating budget chair of the Senate Finance Committee. He talked about the BSA increase. So the base formula right now is 5960 This would add $174 million to it, rounded off, or $680 per student. And that would be a 14.7% increase over the base. Taken last year's addition on the BSA, the base student allocation outside the formula, and that was about 58 million. So we're adding quite an increment on top of that. We're, we're, um, last year's increase was about 5%. So we're, we're a little higher than that this year. All told over the base, this is a 14.7% increase over two years. 
That number is higher than information released on Tuesday, which was $500 per person or a 10% increase. Personnel from the Coast Guard and partner agencies conducted a full-scale active shooter exercise in the Ketchikan Alaska Marine Highway System Terminal yesterday. Organized by the Southeast Alaska Area Maritime Security Committee and the Coast Guard, this important full-scale exercise simulated a response to an active shooter attack against the Marine Transport System. During the exercise, members practiced tactical procedures, methods to de-escalate the situation, crisis communications, and reduce threats from an active shooter at the Ketchikan AMHS Terminal and aboard the 408-foot HMS Marine vessel Matanuska. Coast Guard Station Ketchikan personnel also used a 45-foot medium response boat to safely medevac a simulated victim from the water. A full list of the coordinating response agencies can be found on knyradio.com. Coming up next on News of the North, the National Endowment for the Humanities is supporting an effort to record oral histories and digitize records on indigenous boarding schools. And a seventh grader likely saved the lives of a bus full of students. Those stories next on News of the North with Jazz Garrett. The National Endowment for the Humanities is supporting an effort to record oral histories and digitize records on indigenous boarding schools. It is contributing $4 million to ensure stories from descendants and survivors can educate future generations. The National Endowment for the Humanities and the U.S. Department of the Interior announced a partnership yesterday. The effort is an extension of a tour launched by the Interior Department to hear often traumatic stories from Native Americans, Alaska Natives, and Native Hawaiians who were sent to U.S.-funded boarding schools. A report released last year found the federal government supported more than 400 schools that sought to, quote, civilize indigenous students. A seventh grader likely saved the lives of a bus full of students. ABC's Lionel Moyes reports. It's the quick thinking and the quick actions of Dylan Reeves that has the seventh grader being hailed as a hero. His school bus driver passed out behind the wheel when dropping off students from Carter Middle School in Warren, Michigan. Dylan saw the driver in distress. As he was getting lightheaded and losing consciousness, he jumped to the front and helped bring that bus to a complete stop. The students were able to get off safely and onto another bus. The superintendent praising Dylan, saying he couldn't be prouder of his efforts. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.